you doing? How are you? How's it going, Elsie? Oh, just great. Just great. <laughs> All of a yeah. sudden, we got a little bit of a heat wave. Do you have a little bit of a heat wave going on where you yeah, are? Yeah, a little. 79. Yeah. But it rained all day yesterday. Yeah. Oh. Well, not all day, but at night. Yeah, we haven't had rain over in this annoying part of town. But Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's like uncomfortable and annoying. I'm, wa- I'm like waiting for it to be fall because I'm tired of being hot and large. Oh. <laughs> then you just want to be large and... Cool. It's going to be large and cooled off a little. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know what? We got our first audio feedback from, um, this is actually, this audio feedback is for our, our episode that was all about networks being like threesomes, maybe. Um, so that was our episode 18. And this is uh, some feedback from Anise from the Back to Us radio network. And she called our attention because she left a, mo- a little note on the She Podcast group Facebook post that we had for this specific uh, uh, episode. And she said that she had 17 hosts. And I was like, what? That's crazy pants. You need to send us some feedback. So she did. So let's take a little bit of a listen. Hello, Jessica and Elsie. This is Anise from the Back to Us Radio Network. I love your podcast, and I just finished listening to your episode um, that networks, that podcast networks are like a threesome. And I had to giggle because, you know, I agree with a lot of what you both said. I own the Back to Us Network, and I have 19 hosts that produce podcasts seven days a week, and I'm going to try to condense my thoughts into a series of three bullet points and not let this total recording go over three minutes. So here we go. So um, thank you so much, Anise, for that intro. And now this is the in- I really appreciate that you condensed it and you said that you really wanted us to, to only keep it to three minutes. So thank you so much for <laughs> Yeah, doing- that was very... That was Thoughtful, very nice. You consider it. Yeah. Very considerate of you. So um, thanks so much for letting us know about your network. And now here we go uh, to continue to listen to the rest of her feedback and what she had to say. The first question that I am always asked is what made you start a podcast network? Honestly, I had no idea what a podcast was until July 2013. And So now remember, I started this with my best friend in March of 2013. So now we're four months later and I finally realize what a podcast is and that I have all this unused airtime. So I start turning to people in the community to give it away. And that's the the second thing that the majority of people who try to create these podcast networks that the majority of them don't do because their whole focus in creating the network is to monetize it. And my whole focus in creating this network was to simply give it away. Uh, The third thing that I feel that has made our network very successful is I partnered with my work wife and the work wife is a, a whole concept that, you know, if you follow Michelle and I, we talk about it a lot. And it's more, uh, it's not just who we are, but it's how we live and what we do. Um, So, you know, partnering with Michelle Alexander Dalves, who founded a girlsguide.org, which is a very, very popular um, women's blog 
for healing and reconciliation and social justice issues for women and um, all in the LGBTQ community, and then having an, a podcast that is focused on social activism and advocacy. That was probably one of the smartest things that I ever did. So now Michelle and I collaborate weekly. Um, we talk about both of our, our projects daily. We share resources. We leverage talent. And, you know, and at the end of the day, um, our eyes is not on what's going to make the most money for us, but rather what's going to create the greatest impact for our community. You know, how do we teach others how to become advocates in their communities and in their lives? So that is the Back to Us Radio Network. Um, thanks. Okay. Well, thank you. Anise for doing that. And, and ladies, if you want to send us some voice feedback and have your feedback played on the show, we will absolutely do that. You can email to it to you. us. Yeah. Um, have you, what did you say? I said we would love to hear you. Oh yeah, we would. I'm sorry. I was like, okay. in the middle. <laughs> I just want to make sure you could hear me. My settings. So, you know, what's really intriguing is that Anise has done something very interesting with her network, which is she's created basically one feed for all of these different podcasts. So her uh, page in iTunes is called the Back to Us Radio Network. And when you go into iTunes and you see that um you know, that podcast page, all, there's all of these different shows that are underneath the umbrella of Back to Us Radio Network, but it's all under one feed. So she's got a ton of content. I mean, she just started producing this year and there is, there are hundreds of episodes out and she just started, I believe, I'm not sure if when she said she started in March and she didn't know what she was doing. And then, you know, July, I guess was a, a time when she started to really kind of push through, but there's a lot there's a lot of episodes that she has out there and one would think like, Oh my God, how do I get that much stuff out there? Um, actually, you know, I'm sorry. I might be, no, she started in March, 2013. So she, now she has over 200 shows. And so this would be like a really good, really easy, simple way to create a podcast network without having to create a separate feed for every single one of the shows uh, that maybe you would like to promote would mm -hmm. be just to have one big feed, especially if you want to have so many different hosts. I mean, I think it's really creative, especially if you want to get advertisers because it's one feed, one show. They don't have to choose or be fussy about where, which show they're advertising. They just advertise on all of them. And I mean, you can still have certain, parts of I guess certain episodes could have different hosts but it does condense a lot of issue like having a different page for each does she have that having a different page for each show she does have a show directory actually she does do that yeah yeah so then like people can kind of pick and choose I guess to download the episodes or the show maybe you you, you know what's really great though is that you get like you get to touch base with all of these different hosts and then, and see which ones really you dig, but they're all under the larger mission of the back to us radio network. So you know that you're going to get yeah. one specific 
type, not type, but like a focus. And I think that that's a really good way to kind of approach it. If you want to take off the, you know, all the small details of running a network, meaning, um, and in some of the larger networks, like the five by five network, or even like the quick and dirty tips network, each one of those has like a specific feed. Each yeah. one of those shows has a podcast page or a category. Let's say if you're doing it on WordPress, where each one of them has a blog, you know what I mean? Everything's like split up and, and delegated that way. So there, it's a, there's a lot more admin that has to go on with creating something like that for a network. Whereas this way, it's really just one place. Everything's in one area. Um, yeah. You know? Um, I don't know if this is exactly on the subject, but like I was listening to Howard Stern this morning and he took a call from someone who was wondering how he felt about Joel Osteen being part of Sirius Network. Hmm. And he said the exact same thing I said in the previous episode, which is, he said, it's so funny because he was like, well, I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, when I first started Sirius, it only had 400,000 subscribers. Now it's up to like 25 million. And part of the reason it becomes more successful is that, you know, the only way you can listen to the Howard Stern show is if you subscribe to Sirius. If you want mm-hmm. Howard Stern, you have to be a subscriber. And he was, so I would hope that Joel would do something similar and stop everything else he's doing and just be on Sirius Network because it's the exclusivity that makes it um, appealing. Yeah. That and then, but then he was like, the other thing is, you know, um, he was like, so I don't care who he is or what, because I guess he's some church dude. Mm-hmm. You know, Howard is obviously less than churchy. <laughs> so he was like, I don't care who he is or what he does as long as he brings in subscribers. Uh. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And, it's a, and it is a very business-minded way of looking at a network. I don't care who else is a host here <laughs> as long as they bring traffic. And he's right. I think he's right. But, you know, when it comes to – this is going to be weird. I don't know if I want to necessarily associate myself in this way. But anytime Howard ever talks about business and, – and this is since I was a teenager in Washington, D.C. when he was on D.C. 101. Anytime he has ever talked about business – or anytime he's ever been pissed off at an employee or yelling at someone, I have always 100% agreed with him. And, and I'm always have thought, you know what? I would be annoyed about the exact same thing if I was the host of a show. Or if I was, you know, if I was the boss, I wouldn't let my people get away with that. You know, you know what I mean? Like, he's very business minded. And I like that. So it was kind of nice to hear him say, yeah, exclusivity is a real big part of why. Shut up, you. <laughs> a real big part does. of why. I know she always interrupt. Is a big. Is a, she needs her. She needs her own mic. She probably had something to say about that topic. Shh, <laughs> quiet. <laughs> Oi. Anyway, no, but I I, I agree. Yeah, you know, why it's successful. Yeah, so. I think that if you're definitely. Um, and you also have to subscribe to that kind of point of view. I mean, if you, yes, you know, if cares. you don't want to right. have specific people in your network that you belong to, or you feel that that's something that does not align with yourself, then don't be on the network. You know, it's just, especially a, a podcast network. And I think you really absolutely 100% have the power to do stuff like that. And I'm sure that especially just like we talked about before, and just like the um, back to us radio network, they have a very specific mission that they are putting forward into the world. It's very like, this is what this is about. So if you don't 
like these type of issues, you probably won't be on the network or you, you won't want to be on the network. So it's, it's great. It's like a great thing to be able to, to already have a specific topic when you put out the, the stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, True. So that makes it a little bit easier and things like, you know, mommy networks and having like a network, just like, um, new mommy media. Uh, she has like all kinds of stuff where it's all about new parents and that's yeah. what it is. She she started, uh, this, this whole thing and it's been working for her to be that specific about putting the shows out there, out there. Sunny has done a, Sunny Galt is the, is a producer or, and runner of this whole network here, but she's also very specific. It's all about basic pregnancy, you know, talking about twins. She's got a show that's all about, it's called twin talks <laughs> and yeah. um, she's got the boob group, which is all about yeah. um, breastfeeding, you know? And so everything's very specific, but every single one of those shows is in a different feed, right? It's all underneath the, the new mon, the new mommy media, uh, umbrella, but each one of these shows has their own audience. Each one of these shows has its own, uh, blogs or show notes. Uh, they have their own feed and maybe their own advertising. I actually don't know as deep. Sunny would be somebody to talk to as well, you know, cause she's done this for like for for reals for a long time. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, that was our first voicemail feedback. Voicemail feedback. Hopefully, we'll we'll hear more from you guys very soon. Thank you so much for being the first, Arnise. <laughs> yes, thank you. That was so nice. Yay! So, uh, Jess, yeah, you have been doing some short form solo podcasts solo that I have show. heard. Yep. So, what's the scoop on that? I've done. Well, three total, but two in the last couple of weeks. But let me be clear. Let me be clear. Because this is like, this. these are short form solo podcasts that are going under your Lady Business Radio feed. So your now, format yes. is generally speaking an interview show format. Yes. You've only done one solo show in the past, which I think was your 100th episode. Am I right about that? Yes. And I did some behind the scenes stuff for yeah. that one. And so, but these are not like for any landmark episodes. These are just no shows. These are just so I can slow down interviewing mm-hmm. because it, I'm too tired or not. I'm not as good at it as I have been when I wasn't pregnant. So yeah. Now that I'm towards the end, I mean, the only way for me to get enough shows to last me through February or March is to interview like four people a day, and I can't do it. Oh my gosh! I just can't do it. So um. I have like if I just have an, like one a week, I can and I don't want to go down to just one show a week. I mean, these are the kinds of things where it's like there has to be a way where I can maintain, you know, because I don't want to lose downloads. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like everyone's obsessed with their download numbers. The question is, should I really even care? Like, okay, obviously I'm not going to have as many downloads per week because I'm not going to have as many shows per week, and that bothered me. Hmm. So I was trying to think of a way, but I mean. It shouldn't really matter, obviously, because it's not going to be double. Because a lot of times the double downloads is people listening to both shows or at least downloading both shows. I see. It's, yeah. So um, I sort of worried that like my stats would plummet. And I and I mean, which normally you shouldn't or wouldn't care about, except that I have advertisers and they're paying for those spots, paying for those downloads. And so I was like, well, I need to. 
I need to be able to offer them at least the same kind of exposure on the same regular basis, even if it's not an interview. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought I would try a solo show, which is just, you know, I have a list of just stuff that I, it's, I'll be honest, it's not particular. It, I don't know. I'm, I'll try to make them helpful, but the list I have is really more about stuff that irritates me that I think people should stop doing. That's the general consensus is like. I I like them because they they are <laughs> I know I know I do like them I like them because because of, because of you that's the whole yeah. I think that that's the bottom line is that it's we get like a distilled Jess where she gets online and she just talks about the thing that's kind of annoying and yeah. and, and it's a that's discussion true. that I feel that a lot of people don't ever really want to talk about and people are always trying to be too nice about it you know yeah, or it's yeah, yeah. irritating so I'm happy with the content I think it's really cool I think the biggest issue though as she podcasters here that we need to kind of touch on is Maybe the the negative impact of having advertisers for your show and the extra stress that you would get from that, you know, because I know that if, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would not push through. Like if it was me without advertisers and I, and I had your show and it was like twice a week and all that stuff, I would probably go down to once a week and yeah. I would even consider not publishing anything in December, like for two weeks or three weeks. Well, that would be just are, my thing. Yeah. There's you know, no to just kind of take a break show. and just say like, hey, ladies, I'll be back. And then maybe put a couple of blog posts out and then like amp up my social media campaign or advertising campaign or something like that to drive people back to certain things like a recap of the year yeah. of, of Lady Business Radio, um, snippets of the, the past Lady Business Radio shows instead of having to record something. But that would require a lot of information from your end. I mean, meaning time on your end. That's kind of how I would cap it. Yeah. But the fact that you do have to deliver is really huge, especially for advertisers and if you're doing it on reach and numbers. Yeah. So, well, I mean, and I don't report that and they don't ask. Right. But it's sort of the same reason why I feel like, you know, if I have a show and I have advertisers, I need to send an email to my list every week saying, here's who's on the show this week. It's out of obligation to the guests and the advertisers because – if I'm lazy about marketing, no one listens. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, you're so right. You can't, you can't be lazy about marketing. So I feel obligated to other people besides myself. So yeah, so the first, besides the first solo show, which was months ago, um, solo show two was about people announcing when they, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry about her. That's all right. She's, she's so rude. She's very um, vocal today. <laughs> I know she is. Um, it was people who announce when they depart from Facebook and all the, right. all the other activities they're going to do besides be on Facebook. Like anyone ever cares or would miss you. And then, um, the second thing was about marrying your business and personal and how important it is because, um, and I address, you know, what, what people's major objections are like, um, security issues and child, you know, stalkers and, People uh, just the most ridiculous. I can't talk about anything personal because it's a huge security issue. Right. That would mean someone would have to care specifically about you and your house and where you live. Because as a friend of yours, as a Facebook friend of yours, I could give a rat's ass if you're at the farmer's market that day. <laughs> you know? So anyway, so um, so that's what the second show was about. And I have a whole list of stuff that I just feel like, 
you know, to me, those things prevent you from being a good business person, a good marketer, not necessarily a good Facebook user. It's really because it's a lady, it's a business show, lady business show. Mm-hmm. It's really and mostly about using social media for business and, and sort of um, rights and wrongs that I see, I guess, things that annoy me and how I think you could fix them. Though I'll, like I said, I'm going to try for them to be helpful. But so, um, so a couple of different things have happened since I, and I've, again, I've only done the two after the first show, when I talked about the exodus, the people who are leaving Facebook and make a big announcement, uh-huh. I had someone in my Facebook group start a thread and tell, telling me all the other things I need to cover <gasps> What that, that annoy her. Oh my God. Get out. Yeah. Which I was like, I mean, that is, I mean, for, for one show to happen and for her to do that, she was like, oh, and you have to cover this. And by the way, this annoys me too. And then other people started chiming in. Oh my god! Like, you should also cover this too, this too, this too. And I thought, I, I was very encouraged by that because, you know, experimenting is all about, for me, it's all about seeing a trend and jumping on it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. My whole, really, my whole business has been about that, if you think about it. Just seeing like what people are starting to get into and jumping in to sort of capitalize on what they want and how to give it to them in a, in a good way. So this is a good example of that. Like there's no, there's not really any other ranty shows or mm. people who talk about pet peeves, business pet peeves, online business pet peeves, etc. I really dig that. You know, that just made me remember something like somebody who I really admire online, who whose career that I've really like totally dug for many, many years. And especially her voice is, her name is, is Molly Wood. And yeah. she works for the New York Times now. Um, she used to work for CNET forever. And Molly is like, very, I guess you would say very abrasive. (laughs) She's incredibly like straight up and tells it like it is. And she is one of those people that would go off on rants. Like anytime that there was a show between, you know, like usually it was a group show, like there's three hosts and they would be reporting on the tech news. She would just go off on, and then her, she, she got her own hashtag, which is like Molly rants because she would go off. Yeah. And even her blog over at CNET, I think, ended up being called Molly Rants when she started to do that because she would get deep into the ranting, like yeah. hardcore. And there was something really intriguing by that concept. I feel that you've hit on something here, Miss Jess, which is which is true. Yeah. And you do it in a really kind of funny way. It's not like, this sucks, that sucks, no, this yeah. sucks, you know? <laughs> It's not like really, it's not negative at its core, which is, I think, key to doing a ranty show. It's got to be to some degree, you know. To me, I I think a good, at least a good way, the way I approach it is, um, let me baffle you with my logic. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Like, uh Like logically why this doesn't make sense and logically why you're being ridiculous. Not you, but you know, people who are, I'm referring to. Even if something's, you know, like my next one, which I guess by the time this airs, we'll probably have already aired because it will be this Friday, but, um, it's going to be about invites and what a nuisance they are, especially the Google event invite. Oh my God. Cause it goes right on your calendar and there's absolutely no way to opt out of it. There's, and then you look at your, your bookings for that day and have a panic attack because you're like. There's a couple times I've looked at my calendar and been triple booked for stuff because of Google events and had like a, a mini meltdown before I realized I didn't opt into those things. I've just been invited to them. Oh, I had no idea about that. You're, I'm going to have to go back and listen because, yes, never, this show, 
this show You've never had that happen to you? No. October 14th is when it's airing. You know what it is? It's because nobody has the email address that I use for Google calendar for yes yeah i, I believe that that's what it is mine. because i'm you know because i was such an early adopter yeah the the google stuff you know and for everything in google i'm like in i have like the the email address that no one knows <laughs> then you have to switch back and forth between google accounts which i also hate which i can't stand yeah. i wish you could just say no one is allowed to put crap on my calendar without me approving it with within the email first yeah or something what's with that deal that's so bizarro but there's a couple other things too there's linkedin things too like i don't want any more um i want to be able to opt out of people seeing like somehow they can see anniversary of when i started my business i don't even it's just said like september 2012 whatever you know i was like totally inundated with messages that day oh my gosh you know but linkedin is the one that does that it's not even them it's like they'll send linkedin's like do you want to congratulate jess on her i know i wish you would just buzz off just so annoying yeah but let's then facebook events too like i mean i know when you're on your computer you can say okay this person's never allowed to invite me to anything ever again (laughs) but like how many do you know how many I just need to talk about what, what motivates people to invite someone to an event yeah, and oh. why you should really think about it, which has always been a problem, but now it's like so much worse. Now I'm invited to like 10 things a day. None of them are relevant. None of them are local. Yes. Ever. Oh my God. You have so like, you're now taking me off topic because now yeah, I, I, know, I have sorry. to shut my mouth because I have so many things that have come up now that I'm like, you need to talk about this now. <laughs> Well, send me a list. And and anyone who's listening, if you have, I mean, because podcast, you know, you don't have to be in business to, if you're a podcaster, you are, you are privy to 801 annoying things within Facebook groups, within email, because, you know, it's a, it is having a podcast is an online business, even if you don't make money. Yeah. So if you have these things, please send them to me because I'm, I could you know, I'm not saying I could never run out of things to be annoyed about, but I would also love to talk about what other people are annoyed about and whether or not it annoys me and why, why not. It's sort of like television, right? Like people like a show, they don't like a show. I'll yeah. sit and talk about why I think other people won't like a show, even if I like it. <laughs> no, I, I think so. that that's great. That's a <laughs> yeah. great point of view. And just to add my two cents to the table, this is what I hate, especially from the yoga community. If somebody is doing a class or teaching a class, in yeah. some location or whatever, and they tag everybody oh. that's a oh. yoga teacher. The Uber tagger. Yeah. You gotta start, I got to make start making names for these. You do. Like, because if I think if I name the episode, I think if I could name each episode, like rename the offender. So like the first one is like the Facebook Exeter. And then the second one could be like the... <laughs> The, the the afraid of my personal information person. I don't know how to, you know. <laughs> you're going to have to think about that because that I, would that be a great lame. I know. And then like, and then, yeah, what the you're Uber talking tagger. about. Like the, the Uber like tagger. That. Super tagger. Because I hate, I can't tell you how much crap I have to untag myself from. And it's not just stuff like what you're talking about, like tagging me in a class, where, whether I have or haven't attended. Yeah. It's also like family that tagged me in photos simply because I was there, even if I'm not in any of the photos. So now my timeline is 800 pictures of my husband's grandmother because it was her birthday. I'm not in any of these pictures, but yet 3,000 people have to see them. Oh my no. God. 
I don't, you know, or if it's, or even if it's a picture of my daughter, like, don't, you know, it's nice that you tag me so I can see them. But then, you know, I have to, unt- I mean, tag her. She's almost 18 years old. Ugh. Tag me. It's ridiculous. Anyway, I, I don't know. Yes, the Uber tagger is very The annoying. Uber tagger. And so I have to approve everything that's supposed to be added to my timeline, even if someone is just saying hi. Ugh. I approve. I have to approve it or hide it. Ugh. It's just so annoying. I hear you. I know. So, but, but, but now let's getting back to the original question here. You feel oh, so that these short form solo podcasts are working for you. So the, yeah. So, so after the first one, I got that feedback. I was very encouraged. After the second one, I had someone uh, who, I'm, who I'm close to, actually someone who, who's a team who works with me. She's, I'm her client. And um, she sent me a note from, the, from getting a pedicure telling me she was listening to it and it was hilarious. Which, oh, that's I mean, awesome. Which I thought was cool because, first of all, I don't, I don't know how often she listens, but I know these are shorter, so they may get more downloads. Oh. So this is why, again, it's a good experiment because even though she may not listen or people will say – like I had someone else tell me um, today, you know, I don't leave the house for days at a time, but when I do, I only listen to your show. So I'm way behind on some of the stuff you're doing, like some of the people you've interviewed. And I'm like, don't feel the need to catch up because it doesn't matter. But like, but also I think those people and the people who only get to listen once in a while will choose those because they're shorter. Yeah, you're right I- about that. And I have that, I have that feeling of, over that that's actually an issue that that happens a lot of the time when people start to think like you know the, two, two times a week with lady business radio blah 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 and all of a sudden you know let's say i have an episode that you've put out that i'm like oh my god i have to listen to that and then it's in my queue to listen and then i get busy and i can't listen and then all of a sudden a new one's out yeah and then i'm like oh no i have to catch up oh yeah. no and then you get overwhelmed with the amount of stuff you have to catch you this is you overwhelmed the <laughs> listener right. overwhelmed right. right so you do experience a little bit of that and yeah i've had to like break uh, out of that because i used to think that i could only i was really methodical about it. i'm like i had to listen to everything in line and if i skipped like an episode in between and just got the latest instead of starting from the beginning i would feel like really icky and disgusting for whatever reason. <laughs> so I had people to. who only will buy an entire album and not just like two songs from iTunes. Yeah, they I feel think like I'm that person. Have I think I'm that person. I think I'm not that person. I'm long past that. I, I used feel, to feel like that way. I just no. bought an entire album because of that. Yep. Because I was yep. like, I just want the whole thing. Like why? Why? But why anyway, I have to listen to the whole like? thing. Because so. you don't need to hear their moody ranting about their ex-girlfriend. That's why. <laughs> That's when I got over it. As soon as iTunes started, I was way past the whole album experience thing. Aw. I'm still kind of stuck in it. And I kind of want to go I back to still. it. I know. No, there are parts of me that want to go back to it. But there are still parts of me who want to go back to when I did that, which was at age 12, when I would get a new tape, stick it in the tape deck, open the tape um, jacket, and read every lyric as I was listening. But truly, Elsie, we don't have time for that. <laughs> You're right. But because that was, you know what, though? When we were teenagers, that was our job. Yeah. Like that was, that was our way job. to consume music. Yeah. Purchase entire album. Yeah. Put it in, you know, resume lighting, read jacket. Is CD, tape, whatever, cover to cover, start to finish. And then, you know, you're not done. Then you have to go to, you know, your mom calls you to dinner. You have to go come back. And then you have to listen to the whole thing again and really think about how you feel about each song, exactly. whether or not you like them. Yeah. I mean, that's why, oh my God, I forgot, you know, I forgot what it was that I was 
that yeah. I was reading. <laughs> I don't know if it was reading or listening to or whatever. It was something I was consuming. And, and this actually plays with the podcasting experience as well. It's because, you know, when you experience music, I think it was about music. When you experience music as a younger person, I think there's a different part of your brain. I cannot remember where this article came in from. Yes, it's called it's a, Moody Adolescent. Yeah, yes. there's a, well, because there's a yeah. different chemistry in your brain. So those, sure. that music, like music now will never affect you the way that music did back then. That's why people are always so nostalgic about what was playing when they were in high school, what was yeah. playing at prom, what was playing. Well, because also so much is going on there. Your first kiss, your first crush, your first breakup, yep. your, first and your first joyride, your first joint, whatever it is, you know. Your first piece of, of technology because that's when I got my, you know, you get right. your own personal experience of media. Right. Your first CD player, your first boombox, first earbud, first Walkman, mm-hmm. first concert. All that happens in high school. Yep. So now let's take it back over to podcasting and think about like the power. I mean, this is so, this is to, I know, don't you like how I like to rein you back in? In terms of the fact that how important, how cool would it be for like our younger girls to be listening to a show like this, to like have the youthful ears into listening to podcasts and now think about also the influence that, you know, some teenagers might get from people like, you know, Mark Marin or, you know, Adam Corolla, because that's what they're listening to right now. Howard Stern, because he has been a part of people's when they were super, super young. Yeah. But it's like, it it is going to be part of your DNA. It's going to be part of, of that chemical, like remembrance. (laughs) And I just think that the power of audio is just so important, especially during that time to be able to introduce people to these amazing, I don't know, points of view. Yeah, I was hugely influenced by Howard Stern, Um, like I said, because I grew up in D.C., and he was on D.C. 101, and it was a morning show, and it was profane, and people were – some people were outraged by it, and of course, you know, if you could get away from your parents to listen to it, it was hilarious, and then people would quote it in high school or talk about bits that they heard, and then he moved to New York, and that was more like when I was in college, and being able to catch it maybe a little bit on the way to class, you know – um, and, and what was so cool about him was that he was so, well, I don't want to go off on a tangent about this necessarily, but he was just so like, really, if he got mad at someone, he stopped the entire show. Everything came to a screaming halt so he could yell at someone. I thought <laughs> that was so cool because it, it was real. Yeah. You knew if he got angry, you were going to hear it until commercial break or, you know, or until he wasn't angry about it anymore. Right. I thought that was awesome. Nobody else would do that. Everyone else would just play a record. It was totally groundbreaking. It was amazing. So, yeah. So, I love to think about, like, yeah, what podcasts – I mean, my kids, I guess, don't necessarily listen to podcasts. Well, see, so, so, what, so here's the question. There. Why don't your kids listen to podcasts? Um, my daughter does not, like, talk radio of any kind. doesn't matter who it is. She, he's just – she's just not interested. She wants to hear music. She likes music. And – and – it, the kind varies, but like she doesn't want to hear people talking. It doesn't matter what they're talking about. And then my son, he did, actually he does like Howard Stern, and he'll listen to like um, around here we have Preston and Steve, which is similar. It's like a similar morning show. Um, he'll listen to whatever's funny. He'll listen to. So if it's got jokes or if it's funny, Nate is in. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's like. He will go out of his way to listen. If it's, we're in the car, he'll listen to it and hmm. not object. But but Nate is also does not listen to music. 
he doesn't he just doesn't listen to stuff period he's he's a video game person or he watches tv hmm. that's it I'm I, I'm intrigued because I think that maybe once he found like a couple like because I know obviously there are some really cool podcasts about gaming. There's some gaming yeah. podcasts that are super cool with lots of young, youthful voices, all kinds of stuff like that. And also, obviously, the comedians that are online, yeah, which I think would right. be awesome. And for uh, your daughter, there are music podcasts like, you know, Angie know. B's Chillcast is so awesome and it's all music like she has an intro but then the rest of the th- the whole thing the whole podcast is music you know the thing with Nate is he takes a couple you know he walks he does like a lot of like ex- he exercises when he comes home from school so I may have to talk to him a little bit about like which podcast he might like and how to he uses a Samsung though it's not an iPhone so I don't know how to exactly get him to like I don't know how to teach I think him Google how to play yeah right like, Google, Google plays has apps and then he can download an app it's just that it's um, it's not as easy as just getting iTunes and stuff, but in Google Play Android. you could yeah, download yeah. apps. So, um, uh, and then yeah, but yeah, I mean, you're right. I should tell them or teach them how to do it. Well, I think that that's a really great. I, I got to tell you that my brain was ex- exploded when I found out that there's all of this content. I didn't even know it was there. But then you know, I'm a geek like that. So I don't yeah. know. My, I husband don't know. my husband listens. I mean, he probably has like a list of twenty at least that he keeps up with and listens to. That's why he was at podcast moving because there are people there. And actually there are people there that he spent a lot of time with that. He didn't even know he was a huge fan of like Dr. Ginger. Oh, right. He's a huge fan of brain science. Oh my God. And didn't have any idea that we ate dinner with Dr. Ginger. (gasps) We saw her in the lobby and he was just like, Oh my God, that's brain science. All of a sudden he was like a fangirl. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, no, it's pretty amazing. She does some pretty awesome stuff there. Yeah, yeah that's pretty. Her that's show so is really cool. <laughs> so <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> I know that's, it's hilarious when you start to figure out all that stuff. So, well, especially because he's been listening for. I mean, since the dawn of time, he has been listening to podcasts since they started. Right since the dawn of time. <laughs> since I started making fun of him in two thousand and five. Oh my so, god. Yeah. So so anyway, so back to the solo shows. So, um, and not to keep bringing it back to me cause you've already done it twice, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so after the second show, I had someone tell me, you know, how much, how hilarious it was and how right I was about whatever it was I was talking about. And so now I want to continue with them because a, like I said, they're filler and B, if the filler becomes the show, I need to know that it's, right. it's, it's an experiment that I can experiment with. While having a baby. Yes. Right? So it's the kind of thing where it's like, you know, experimenting with it if I wasn't – that probably wouldn't happen. Right. But the fact is that I need filler. And I also consistently get feedback that people listen to the show no matter who I'm interviewing because it's me. Yeah. And if that's true and I do need my own show and it is going to be ranty and I already know from past research years ago that I'm funniest when I'm angry – I don't know. Don't ask me why, but it's just a research that I've. The research, it's that, that, yeah, I, I saw the spreadsheet and the data points. <laughs> I did a stand up comedy writing workshop, and, and what I learned is that everyone has their shtick. Some people are funniest when they're, you know, like Seinfeld, when he's being observant. Uh-huh. Have you ever noticed blah, 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 yeah, blah? Yeah. But my type of funny is anger. Uh-huh. The more annoyed and angry and humiliated I am, the more hilarious for some reason. That's just my <laughs> shtick. It just works out that way. And everyone has their piece that makes them funny. That's my piece. So so if it is does turn out to be that, when I do come back from maternity, I can decide, do I pull the Jess files into their own 
feed and make the Just Files section a different show, a, a mm. ranty show about stuff that doesn't have to do. It could just be a business comedy show or it could mm. just be a comedy show or it could just be a business show that has some type of lesson at the end, but takes like sort of a funny spin on how to get there, I guess. Right. You know, That's good. So I mean, it's, it's all great to be able to, yeah, I, I'm all for experimentation. I'm all for like checking out the data. And also, you know, the other thing too is, what do you like to do? You know, cause we talked about that in a way, like one of our earlier episodes, you know, if you get a lot of good feedback from your people, but it's really something you really don't want to do, it's just not, you're not going to do it. Well, but, right. it, but it seems like this is something that really is at this moment working for you because it's so much easier than having to wait for somebody else to show up and to talk to somebody else and you could just do it. So, so well, how, what's I'll, your, what's your yeah. process like in terms of, recording and do you have an outline and then you sit down and you just rant or what's the scoop with that? So I use Evernote and I have a notebook, a little notebook that's just called rants. And some of them have, (laughs) some of them have, um, so like if I'm on Facebook and I'm out and about and something irritates me, I'll take a snapshot of my phone and upload it to Evernote. And it's just a snapshot and then a title so that I know what point I'm going to try to make later. And then some stuff like the one about business and personal, I actually ended up writing out bullet points, so I, but only because I didn't want to forget anything. You know, that I wanted to say, here's why it's helpful for you in business. Here's why your objections are ridiculous. Here's how you can get started doing it. And I don't want to forget any of that process there. So I did write an outline for that one. But like like looking through them now... Some of them, like one of them just says, um, having conference calls, webinars at 9 p.m. EST, FU. That's all it says. You there? Yeah, I'm right here. Did I lose you? <laughs> You're like, I had to get quiet. I had to get like, because there's oh. noise in the background. Sometimes I get to. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you mute. But Remember? yeah, so, so the whole note is having a webinar at 9 p.m. Eastern time, FU. Oh, my God. But But again. That's all I need. I immediately am taken right back to wanting to sign up for something, seeing what time it is and going, you son of a bee. That is, <laughs> that's such a wonderful workflow. I can't even take it. Because, you know, you know what it is? It's because it's so simple and yeah. I love, I love, I love it. I'm, I'm yeah. such a geek about that kind of stuff because we have so many wonderful ways to be able to capture information and inspiration. And yeah. that's been something that our ladies have asked for. Like, how do you keep, you know, your stuff uh, flowing in your brain, Organized, like how do you get yeah. topics and how do you stay inspired and all that stuff? You know, that's a really great thing. I have found that if you Never can know. take out as much friction from the capturing part yeah. of things, yeah. that's the easiest way to come out with something that really has meaningful, uh, is meaningful for you. And I think that that's awesome. So ladies, if you have any workflow that tips to share like that, yeah. cause I think this is genius. This is super easy. And how easy yeah. for, is it for you to prepare for that? Also well, for that one, you know, I mean, and, and I haven't had this happen, but I'm sure it'll happen at some point where, um, I'll start to talk and either lose my train of thought or, you know, maybe I'll get off topic. I hope not. Cause I can see myself doing this one and going, have you ever had this happen to you where you really want to sign up for something, but it's like nine, p- you know, and I do sort of feel like Eastern standard time is the time that all things should be, you know, created around not Pacific standard time. I don't know why I feel that way, but I just do. Okay. <laughs> and so, you know, um, 
anyway, so if I don't like how it's turning out, or if there's something else I want to say, I could see myself turning it off and turning it back, taking notes, turning it back on and recording again. Cause, but, but the thing is, I can't think out what I want to say before I start talking. Talking is the thinking process. Ah, uh, okay. And that's the problem. Like, you, like you, you are sort of the opposite because when we do this show, you make a pretty good bulleted list of the stuff you want to cover. You can think it out first. Whereas, like, if you and I, like, for the solo show thing, we wanted to talk about it, you just asking me about it is why the show is the way it is now. Like, but if I had had to come up with, like, bullet points, it wouldn't it right. have been as, I don't think it would have been as interesting. Yeah, no, you're right. I think it's a different form of it's a different kind of workflow you know it's it's sort of like i can gravitate from back and forth like i feel like i love to get bullet points but i'm also i know that you're really good on your feet so i don't i don't need bullet like i'm like don't put out your bullet points as to why your shorts your solo podcasts are really good like i i just know that if i just asked the questions it would be fine but i know for myself to get the points ready in my head to keep you know to hit the things that really matter i just have to get really focused for me yeah. in terms of yeah. workflow um and then that yeah. way i could keep well the other thing too is that i want to keep things like on task so so that we don't go off into some random hole right. What do you think we would have not come back from the whole? <laughs> no, because I forget. See, that's that's but that's what's wrong with my brain now as a mom. It's like I forget, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "What was the show about again?" <laughs> <laughs> so I have to refer back to the notes. I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is okay. I got it." <laughs> I know because otherwise we would just I would just talk about Howard Stern the whole time. The whole time it would be like the Howard Stern. This episode you know is the Howard Stern episode. That's totally. right, and see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can talk about Howard Stern and I can talk about Dan Carlin because I haven't mentioned him in a while. And then we can just talk about those guys. So, yeah. but so one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about this too as a whole is because there are times when, you know, there's life changes happening. Like you're going to be having a yes. baby, you're like looking ahead to be able to do this. And I'm going to be moving here very soon. In fact, this show is going to be going live about three days before my actual move. Yes. And, um, and so, Part of the process is knowing that I'm not going to be able to have that time frame where I usually do the editing and I usually do the, we do the recording and there there might be a time when I I just can't do it that week right? right so we have been talking about doing like double headers which is what we're planning on doing here as soon as we finish this we'll start another one <laughs> so um, preparation is really important yeah and and thinking through how you're going to deal. And actually how I thought I was going to do it, you know, Natalie Ekdahl, she did what I was hoping to do, which was just interview her pants off so she had enough shows. She did go down from three a week to two a week, but she had enough shows to take her through. I don't know what month because she just had a baby like a couple weeks ago. But I I tried to do that, but I failed at doing it. And I think, you know, in my defense, I guess – um, Natalie has her her the business part of Natalie's thing is with her husband, uh, Mark. I don't know that she has like other things that she's launching and doing. Whereas like that stuff got in the way for me. I can't yeah. interview and take one on one coaching clients and launch little courses. Yeah, it just got to be too much. And plus, you're doing this as well too. I mean, there's so many different things. That I always really... forget about this because <laughs> <laughs> it always takes up your time. I mean, these are time. It's it's amazing how how that happens. Like I can't, it sucks your energy. For me, I can't do more than two meetings a day. 
online, yeah. you know, like depending, cause it takes it out of me. It's just, it's just too much, whether it's clients or whether it's an interview, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it zaps me of my energy so that I won't be able to get the work done. So I completely understand. And it's like, yeah. you got to know what your workflow is. And I was actually just talking to Kate Stillman yesterday, my friend Kate, yep. uh, about how, and of yoga. course we get so into, <laughs> you guys just talk about yoga. And yoga. Well, we talk about lots of philosophical, we, we are very yoga. philosophical with each other and, and she's yoga. such a geek and I'm a geek too. We just kind of speak a lot of the same language. And I was telling her, you know, I'm not a big fan of of batch producing things. Like I just don't do that because I feel that I'm a a real like in the moment kind of person. And I really love to live and express things as they're happening. And so if something inspires me, it's inspiring me at that moment. So if I have like a top, that's why I can't stand like, um, calendars, like public, you know, publishing calendars and all that stuff. Like, you know, in December, I'm going to talk about, you know, the birth of Jesus or something like that. You know, what if like it's right now and I want to be talking about Christmas stuff. But let's be transparent though, Elsie. What? Um, while it's true, you don't like to batch things. I, like, it, it does mean that, that every time we have an episode, I'm, I'm putting it up and scheduling it within 48 hours before it goes live. Whereas, like, how am I going to do that if I'm, when I have a baby? True. And I, so it's so- like, I, so, I did, yeah. I, you know, I did start. You bash it a little. I do bash. No, I'm not saying that I'm not going to. I'm just saying no, I know you it's are. hard. So well, if you the- don't, we won't have a show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know Somehow what? I, we have to. I do have, you know, another episode in the can, like I said. I just have to send you the information. Everything's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, I know. But, but what I'm saying is that I totally understand. I understand the process and how and easy it is. I'm never going to push you to right. do it. I mean, I'm never going to be like, bitch, where's my notes? <laughs> you know? I'll never do that. <laughs> but but I do I am concerned only because like um whether the process includes me or includes someone else, I have to show someone what I do. Yeah, and you're right because you are good. You're really good like in the moment kind of like that's what how we I'm have a done things. I'm an on-call girl, yeah. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a pretty good on-call girl as well. Yes, and so the whole but but that's not so good for batch producing especially if something's off and especially No, it's not if, good for when you move and have a baby, yeah. one host and the other host. Totally, right? totally. So I think that Completely we right. do need to address at least have a little back fluff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be so able to go like, okay, now we have to go back. So, so just so you guys, and the reason I'm, I'm not trying to call Elsie out, I was, I was, I'm saying it only because, um, you can, you know, you can have a perfect system that only works until you have something like this going on. And then once you have, okay, so, and also, you know, I have high blood pressure and they could induce me. I mean, I have a doctor's appointment twice a week. Any one of those, they could look at my blood pressure and go, and we're done here. And you're going to be induced today. So if that happens, like, and we don't, and we don't have a backup, you know, or if what happens if I have the baby the same exact week that Elsie is moving, do we just not have a show for the rest of like the season or is she going to have to do it without me or like, how would that work? Like, yeah, we've talked about how it would work, but we haven't put a like a backup process in place necessarily. And so, right. And you know, anyway, what's that's really why int- we wanted to talk about it today just because it's interesting. We thought you'd- yeah. And, and you know, what's really intriguing too, is the fact that you are you just encapsulated it perfectly. It's like things can work and it's been working and it's been working great, but, been great. but 
there's also the but, like what happens if. Big but. And this is but. key for those of you who are just starting podcasts or those of you who are, you know, even in the process of doing them for a while, because you will have that happen. And that's what I've seen, at least in working in Lipson and being in podcasting for so many years, is that there is this momentum that you get. And even if you love podcasting, there always comes a point when something in your life happens where you cannot get behind the mic. Yeah. And, and you cannot, either you can't record, your computer broke, you lost your job, your house caught on fire. I don't know, whatever. Something, you know, something along those lines yeah. where the, the, the set communication is not happening and you're not able to, to step into whatever was working for you before. So you have to either have a backup, you know, plan in place or have a way to communicate with your audience about what's going on. And if you really don't have a backup and you can't put stuff up, then you can just send an email or an update or or create a one podcast episode where it says, hey, this is what's up. You won't hear from me for the next X amount of time. Hopefully I'll be back at this time. Stay tuned. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, you know, and, and it, of Oops, course that bye. kind of... <laughs> That kind of stuff works if, if you're doing this more as just for, for funsies, you know, or, or even if it is part of your, uh, online persona, if you will, but if it is a business venture and if you do have, you know, oh my gosh, what if you have, you know, what if we had sponsors for the show and for whatever reason, even though with all our planning with Jess and I, we weren't able to get an episode out, what would we do then? Like, what's the setup for, do we give them their money back? Do we say like, do you mind if we do more for you in the next year or, you know, what's up with that? Yeah. So anyway, things to think about. So if any of you guys have thought about this, we would love to hear from you. Uh, if you can just, you can email us at feedback at shepodcast.com feedback at shepodcast.com or you could just comment in the Facebook group, which seems to be like, or our page, our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, it seems like that conversation, it works a lot better than people coming into our blog at this moment, but um, show notes are at the blog. Are people doing that? Because if so, I had no idea. No, just, okay. we have tons of spam. I'm trying to get rid of Oh, the... I can get rid of that. I'm yeah, sorry. but there's some really know. good ones though. I mean, there's, we good do spam? have like one, two, three, four, five episode comments and then a thousand spam comments. I had no them. idea. I'm not getting notification of that. Well, I'll no, cause they that. stopped. I'll fix it. It's just that past ones for like our first episodes, we have thousands of spam comments. Crap. It's awful. I mean, so I've been trying to, I'm like, how do I get rid keep of the I good ones? And... Akismet, you can get rid of them all at once. Oh, well, good. Yeah, I didn't know. Sorry. So, no, that's okay. So, anyway, um, I think that this is a good wrap-up point. What do you think? Agreed. Okay. Perfection. So, lovely, and there you have it. Thank and you we- guys so much for listening. Yay! And if you have feedback, send it along. Feedback at ShePodcast.com or join our Facebook group. ShePodcast.com slash group. Yay! Bye! Very <laughs>